In the Ring with Eusebius Merkaiser. Eusebius Merkaiser. The vast majority of my journalism in terms of the written work that I do now gets hosted on timeslive.co.za. Of course, I also do audio journalism and those are my two podcasts. This one you're listening to currently, which is In the Ring with Eusebius Merkaiser. And the other one is also a Times Live product, Eusebius on Times Live. Now, occasionally I voice some of my written work. That's because I've discovered that many of you enjoy authors reading their articles, which is quite interesting. This is a trend internationally as well. Now, I do it fairly randomly. Today happened to be a day when someone contacted me and said, hey, you are trending. And then I get a call from another friend of mine, Sakina, who says there can only be one Eusebius. Why are you trending? And it turns out that an analysis piece I had written critiquing South Africa's position in relation to Vladimir Putin on the question of whether or not he should be arrested should he come to South Africa is an article that had gone viral and there was lots of pushback. So I thought I'll voice this one so that the arguments can travel more widely. My only request is that you actually listen to the argument, you engage the argument, you don't respond to the conclusion, but to the logic and whether or not you agree with it, and where you don't, that you are able to point out why not and where not. The opposite of pointing out Western moral viciousness isn't to let Putin off the hook. It is an absolute disgrace that the South African government should even think of ignoring the arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin should he come to South Africa. The arguments for doing so are identical to and as weak as those for not arresting Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir many years ago when he was here in South Africa. Sadly, we therefore also then have to rehearse why those arguments were weak so as to remind the current lot in government why they should be sensible. It also wouldn't help to think again of possibly withdrawing from the Rome Statute. That too requires explanation again. There have been some excellent critiques already of the South African government's position on Russia, including Sunday Times columnist Barney Mtumboti's necessary and cogent, I thought, evisceration of Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, Naledi Pando. But most critics are focusing on the potential economic cost of our position should countries like the USA punish us on the investment and trade fronts. While there is a real risk, that should be taken into account when deciding our foreign policy position. I mean, after all, all countries engage in economic diplomacy and no one has a wholly moral foreign policy. Nevertheless, I think... There are equally serious legal and ethical problems with Pando's position that Putin would never be arrested here. And it's these legal and ethical problems with this position that deserve as much attention as fears about disinvestment. The legal problem is simple. We have domesticated the Rome Statute. It is part and parcel of South African law. If we do not arrest Putin on our soil then we are breaking South African law. I mean, if the state deliberately tramples on the rule of law, that constitutes an inherent constitutional crisis. The state needs to role model being law-abiding. The opposite is to role model intentionally breaking our laws. How can they be acceptable in a constitutional democracy founded on the lofty ideal of constitutional supremacy? I'm shocked. 
that Minister Naledi Pando is so brazenly proposing that her government should ignore South African law. I mean, how on earth did we get to a situation where neither a cabinet minister nor citizens are phased by the suggestion that our state should disregard laws it had adopted? Our public debate is mostly about the economics of the decision to not arrest Putin, should he come here, but there's almost no debate about the meaning and the effect of a government position that is unlawful. Is it because the rule of law is so badly eroded already that rule following is no longer expected as the norm? The integrity of our legal system is at stake in this debate in fundamental ways that are not adequately highlighted. This is why we must enter this debate with full awareness that the economic threats from the global north do not exhaust the range of factors that should bother us. There may in fact be legal and ethical considerations the West do not care for that are salient for us. We should be guided by our own moral compasses and not the faulty ones of the global north. And this brings me to the ethical crux of the matter. I cannot, for the life of me, make sense of a practical contradiction at the heart of Pando's moralism about the International Criminal Court. She points out how selective they are in who they hold accountable for war crimes. We heard this argument before to the effect of, until they drag George Bush and Tony Blair before the ICC, we will not arrest al-Bashir. We will grant him diplomatic immunity as a guest of the African Union. Now, here's the problem with this reasoning. It simultaneously, correctly so, judges the West for moral inconsistencies on their part, but then proceeds to emulate that very inconsistency by turning a blind eye to the human rights of African citizens being trampled on by their leaders. Pando thinks she's calling out the global north, but in the end she's taking her moral cue from the USA and the UK. Those countries have no regard for moral consistency in how they conduct their affairs globally, nor in how they relate to the rest of the world. Pando similarly wants to ignore the rights of vulnerable groups like queer Africans in Uganda or innocent citizens of the Ukraine whose right to sovereignty was violated by Russia with an invasion that lacked legality and which has left dead victims in its wake. Where is Pando's moral compass? It seems no more workable than that of her counterparts in the UK and the USA, which brings me finally to public responses to her position. Some on the left have lauded the ANC-led state on this issue, while continuing to be disappointed with the ANC on the core business of effective and responsive government. I think we should be careful to not be caught up inadvertently in a false binary, choosing to either love the West uncritically or to suck up to Putin as a middle finger to Western hegemony. The logical opposite of pointing out Western moral viciousness isn't to let despots in the rest of the world off the hook. We can and must both hold the West accountable for profound moral indecency and set our own standards for what counts as minimal moral decency in international relations. <laughs>